Welcome to Leading Innovation. This is your host, John Lowry. Today, I want to spend some time thinking about a roadmap for problem solving. Problems are something that all of us have to deal with in all areas of our life at one time or another. What I want to do today is to give you a simple process that you can use that will help you solve any problem that comes your way. Whether it's a problem with your business, whether it's a problem with people, whether it's a problem that is something that you didn't even create, but you've got to solve, this episode will provide you with a way, some direction, and the knowledge to be able to work that problem to a place to where you not only solve it, but you solve it in a way that honors everyone involved and takes care of the problem once and for all. Let's jump into this episode. One of the things that all of us experience in life is problems. There's not any of us that doesn't have some problem to solve, whether it's in business or in life or with your kids or with your family or with coworkers. Every single day, leaders have problems to tackle. Think about your email inbox. It's full of problems, things that need your attention, things that need your leadership in terms of working through those to get to the next place. That's one of the big observations I've made in terms of my career is really as you advance as a leader in your career, what really happens is you just have more complex and difficult problems to solve. Those are the problems that rise to your level once you find yourself in an executive position or once you find yourself running a business you just have bigger problems to solve. And so one of the things I want to do is spend a little bit of time thinking about a strategy for how it is that we approach problems. There's a lot of things out there that you can find online, a lot of different ideas in terms of problem-solving models and the ways to do it. What I want to do is share with you something that I have just kind of developed over the years, and it really has to do with about nine words. And nine words that then direct a process that I found to be pretty effective in solving the problems that have been on my plate waiting for me to address. So the first thing is when we're thinking about problem solving is you have to identify the problem. Uh, One of the things they teach you in law school is the first thing you have to do is identify the issue. If we can't identify the problem, then it's really difficult to solve it. And identifying the problem is not as easy as you might think. Many times, problems, they masquerade themselves where they look like one thing, but actually the problem is something completely different. And so it's really, really important that we have a good understanding and identify the problem because that will then put us on a path to solving the right problem. Now, once we have successfully identified a problem, Now what we have to do is to to get information. We've got to understand the problem. And so we want to learn all that we can about it. Uh, There may be other things that we need to learn to prepare ourselves to solve the problem. If it's a problem that we have to solve, but we don't have the subject matter, this is where talking to a colleague or doing some research or uh, looking at case studies in terms of how this problem has been solved. There's lots of different ways that we can educate ourselves on the problem that we have. Uh, If you think about 
your health, for example. Uh, many times you go to the doctor, uh, the doctor gives you a diagnosis. Uh, you may not understand everything from that one particular meeting with the doctor. And so you want to learn more. And so you do a lot of research, you read and you talk to people that have a similar condition and you do all of that because you want to understand it so that you can have really fruitful discussions with your doctor about how to treat whatever the challenge is. And so we do this all the time, but it's an important part of the process that we really capture information to understand the problem. Then the piece that's really, really important, especially with more complex problems, is we need to gain perspective. Many problems, people will have different perspectives on how to solve those problems. Or some people won't see it as a problem at all. Others will see it as a very significant problem. Some folks may prioritize the problem. Others may put it on the back burner. And so it's important that as we begin to think about problems that we get the proper perspective. And to do that, it requires us to really step into diversity and understand the different views of the problem, to talk to different people who have different perspectives, because what it will do is it will give us a more holistic picture of what it is that we're dealing with. And so to just set up the process, those are things that need to be done early. They need to be done very quickly in terms of preparing yourself to be able to effectively solve the problem. Then we need to go a little bit deeper. And I call this going below the line. That's actually a phrase I learned from my father. Uh, it actually comes out of the negotiation world. Uh, other people have said the same thing. Uh, this is the whole idea of getting beneath the surface, or as my friend Don Miller says, this perhaps is the internal problem that someone has, uh, not just the external problem. There's lots of ways to characterize this, but to understand that many problems involving people, even problems that don't involve people that are business problems, as people come together to solve those problems, people are going to bring their emotions and their needs and their egos and their fears and their values and their relationships. They're going to bring all of these things to the table that will make a very significant difference in terms of how the problem is solved or where the opportunities are to try to make progress in overcoming whatever the obstacle is. And so it's important that not only do we do the work in understanding the problem, but we also do the work in understanding the people who are part of the problem and the people who will be significant in solving the problem. So this is this notion of going below the line to really understand people's interest, not just what their position is, but to understand their interest as well. These first few steps are all about how we get the information in terms of solving the problem. Now what we need to do is to think about what do we do with that information? How do we take that information and turn it into something that's very useful for us in terms of moving forward? Now, some of us were too quick to engage in the actual solving part of problem solving. Uh, we don't spend enough time capturing information. We just jump into, oh, I know how to fix that. Or your instinct tells you, oh, let's just do this. 
And many times there are solutions that are put on the table, but they're put on the table too early. And because they're too early, because they're put on the table without this holistic perspective that I was talking about, many times they become the wrong solution or they become a solution that isn't viable after some further conversation. And so we want to make sure we keep the sequencing right and make sure that we get all of the information first. We do all of the diligence that has to be done. And then and only then do we start thinking about, okay, how are we going to solve this? How are we going to fix it? Now, again, this is often, at least in my observation, a challenge for folks because many folks out there, really bright people, and probably have an initial instinct or certainly a perspective on how the problem should be solved. And so here, many folks go into advocacy mode to where they present their idea and now the whole process becomes trying to convince everyone that their idea is right. And sometimes that works. Sometimes people have the power to just assert their idea and that becomes the solution to the problem. But what I found is that that doesn't often lead to what I call a durable solution. Many times, if you just push that idea through and people aren't really bought into it, you may have solved that problem, but you may have just created another problem. Or you may have solved that problem for the time being, but it will come back and you will have to deal with it again. And so instead of presenting an idea and then going into advocacy mode, as we think about what we do with this information, let me suggest to you that we just step back for a minute and we launch a brainstorming process. We invite all the people involved and all the stakeholders to join us in creating options in terms of how we solve the problem. And so by doing that, you will get buy-in in terms of the process, which is really, really important in terms of problem solving. There will be ideas that come to the table that are actually really good ideas that you probably haven't thought of that will make a difference in terms of the final solution to the problem. And if there's tension around this problem, by leading people into a different conversation to where their positions aren't clashing with one another, but they're working together to try to solve it, this will be an opportunity for people to actually build some rapport with each other and some reconciliation if that's necessary as well. Now, when we're creating these options, it's important that we not be too committed to any one. What we want to do is we want to get all of the options on the table. And by getting all of the options on the table, hopefully we'll have then a framework that we can go to to say, this idea works really well because it solves this, this idea solves this component, and we can begin to take those ideas and crystallize them into something that ultimately becomes the solution. And so once the ideas are on the table, this becomes really fun, actually, in terms of thinking about how we take a problem and turn it into a solution. Those ideas, once we fill a wall or fill a whiteboard or fill a computer screen, whatever it is, now we've got to start asking some hard questions. And we have to start asking questions about, okay, which of those options are doable? And here it may take some time to go and 
see if this is feasible or see if this can be done. And so many times this process, it stretches out over days or weeks and even months in terms of trying to figure out what options makes the most sense. And so out of the options that are on the whiteboard or the options that are on the screen, uh, there will be some that probably aren't feasible. Uh, It's a good idea. It would solve the problem, but it's just not doable. There's not enough resources or people don't have the power to pull it off or someone that you need, they're not willing to come to the table. Whatever the case might be, there are lots of reasons why an option will need to be eliminated. And then hopefully at the end of that kind of distilling process, I'll call it, hopefully there will be some options on the table that are viable. And then the question becomes, okay, how do we evaluate those options? Now, when we look and think about the evaluation process, notice with me, this is not just about how it is that this particular idea works for us, but Hopefully in this moment, after this process, we can begin to think a bit more globally about does this solution satisfy my needs, but does it also satisfy the needs of all of the other stakeholders? We're doing this a lot with the environment right now, which is wonderful to see, to where businesses are starting to make decisions, not just based on profitability, but they're starting to bring in social considerations as well things like the environment, things like the underserved. Those things are really, really important now. And those will then help lead to more durable, more lasting, effective solutions. And so this is the moment where we invite some of those things in as we do the evaluation of what is the idea. Eventually, we have to get to a place to where we decide on a solution but we certainly decide on an approach in terms of how we're going to solve the problem. And once that decision gets made, uh, I would encourage you to kind of stick with it, uh, to pursue it, to be an advocate for the final decision, uh, to really invite the team and everyone to come together. Because what that will do is that will give all of the people impacted by the problem that will give them a sense of certainty if they see leadership having come together on how to solve it. Now, not everyone will agree with it. Uh, There may be some that think it was a bad decision, but you will at least give people that are watching it a sense of certainty that it's been well thought out, that there's been a good process that's been executed, and that there has been really smart people with goodwill who have come to the decision in terms of how to solve it. And then right after you make the decision, it's time to get to work. And so here's where you've got to act. And as you begin to act in terms of solving the problem, there will be some learning that happens. Uh, That solution that you thought was brilliant, there may be some things about it that aren't working just right. And so here's the moment to where you have to kind of revisit this process again and again and again so that you can troubleshoot whatever the solution is and eventually get to the place where the problem is solved. Now, this process here that I've broken down into kind of nine steps, uh, this is a process that sometimes takes minutes. Uh, Other times it takes years, depending upon the complexity of the problem. The key to this particular process is making sure that you don't skip a step. Every step is essential. 
And if you skip a step, what you risk is that your solution won't solve the right problem or it won't be the right solution to the problem. By being disciplined and going through this entire approach, you minimize the risk and you increase the chance that you'll be able to solve the problem. So as we think about problem solving, here are the nine words that will guide you through the process. First is identify. We talked about identifying the problem. Second is to understand. We have to understand it and gain information about it. Third is we have to gain perspective. And this is the diversity of ideas and the diversity of thoughts and the diversity of people that will be involved in trying to solve the problem. Fourth, go. Go below the line. You've got to understand the interests that people have and that they, they, they bring to the problem. Fifth is create. We create options. This is fill in the whiteboard. This is fill in the wall with sticky notes, whatever that looks like. Sixth is develop. We have to develop those options by determining which ones are feasible and which ones are not. Seventh is evaluate. This is where we evaluate the doable, feasible, attainable options, but we do it from the perspective of not only ourselves, but the perspective of all of the stakeholders around the problem. Eighth, decide. Here's where we have to make a decision about how we're going to pursue solving the problem. And then ninth is act. Here's where we go after it. Here's where we put the solution to work. Here's where it gets implemented. And then we have to troubleshoot from there to make sure that it's the right solution and it actually solves the problem for everyone involved. Thank you for joining us for this episode where we have spent some time thinking about problem solving. Problems are something that all of us have to deal with, and so we should be prepared and ready. And that really is a theme that we want to tackle in this podcast. As we move forward and in the weeks to come, we are going to bring executives and leaders and others who have overcome very difficult problems and see what we can learn so that as leaders, we can become the best problem solvers we can possibly be. Thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for our next episode.